and welcome to uh, Great News uh, with Kevin Ryder and Mike Catherwood. Uh, we do this twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. We try to highlight stories. There are so many more stories of good people doing good things than there are bad people doing bad things. But if you watch the news, it doesn't look that way at all because they just repeat the bad over and over and over again. So That's because uh, it gets ratings and yes. they're all about the money and we're all about kindness and love. I mean, there is a, there's a part of us that does care about that. Yes, there's a part of us. Let's not get crazy. Um, but subscribe to the podcast if you would, uh, whether you're listening to it in the audio version or on uh, YouTube, you can subscribe. Uh, it is a little bit better on YouTube if you could watch that because you can see the videos, you can see the pictures and the highlights that uh, of the people that we're highlighting. But uh, and tell your friends and let them know it's Mondays and Thursdays. It's great news with Kevin and Mike, and it has an awesome theme song. That goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Intro. <clears throat> so I got happen. I like a croup or something. <clears throat> it's uh it's something called cedar season here in Texas. I didn't know that it was a thing, but uh everyone in my household is is just stuffed up to the gills, and I got the asthma, so it's never mind. Here we go. <clears throat> Follow-up, follow-up, follow-up This show's about, what? I have a follow-up, I'm sorry, I have a follow-up question. No problem. Have you, in Texas yet, have you guys heard about COVID? Yes. Okay, so maybe you've been tested for that? Since your whole family is... What? You can, you can get a test, and then they'll tell you if you have COVID or not. Uh, well, I don't, I don't like to hassle with details. Okay, all right, all right. Time for the intro, sorry, my bad. <clears throat> Go ahead. Intro. Anytime you're ready to go. The show's go. about to begin, bro. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. Cause Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Beautiful. Nice hat. I like it. Um, I am a huge hockey fan. I love the LA Kings and I love watching hockey. And I can sit, you know, some people can sit down and watch what the comfort food for them is a sitcom they watched in the 90s or whatever and they can watch for hours and if they've got a you know 25 minutes 30 minutes maybe an hour and a half something like that they just go to the same thing that's their comfort food minus mine's hockey porn sure yeah mine's hockey it's very different uh but there's a crazy story that came out of vancouver and the canucks suck so i'm not going to try and support that but there's a, a a fan named Nadia Popovici. She's 22 years old, and she was sitting behind the Vancouver Canucks bench. Okay. And they were playing the Seattle Kraken. Yes, you heard you heard me right. That's the name of the, the team in Seattle. It's the Kraken. Um, and apparently, there's an assistant coach named uh, Brian Red Hamilton, and he had a cancerous mole on his back, and. He didn't seem to be aware of it, although aren't they around like trainers and medical people all day, every day as a, as an athlete? Yeah, he but see hockey, you know that hockey people, they're like, I don't care. Right. What's this, what's this mola boot? So this girl, Nadia, took a picture of it during a game and said, hey, maybe you should check this out because it looks like it could be cancerous. No way. Watch this. Yeah, watch this. Well, staying with the hockey world, an assistant equipment manager for the Vancouver Canucks has found a stranger that he calls his real-life hero. 
Now, at a game in October against the Seattle Kraken, a young woman alerted Brian, known as Red Hamilton, to a suspicious mole on the back of his neck. Now, the Canucks tweeted a message from Hamilton asking for the public's help in identifying her. In part, the tweet read, To this woman, I'm trying to find you. You changed my life, and now I want to find you to say thank you so very much. That mole on the back of my neck was a malignant melanoma, and thanks to your persistence and the quick work of our doctors, it's now gone. Hamilton says at first he was a little upset by the interaction, but now he's very grateful. I felt bad at the moment because I'm walking off the bench and she put her phone up to the glass and on the phone it said, the mole on the back of your neck is cancer. And it, it threw me off. Uh, so I kind of just shrugged and kept going. And so um, I felt my initial response when I found out was I felt bad because I felt like I didn't really give her the time of day. She extended my life. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I've, I've got a wonderful family and I've got, I've got a wonderful daughter. And I just think like, <clears throat> you know, I, she extended my life. She, she saved my life and it's not the, you know, she didn't, she didn't take me out of a burning car, like the, the big stories, but she took me out of a, out of a slow fire. And the words out of the doctor's mouth were, if I ignored that for four to five years, I wouldn't be here. How crazy is that? That's she truly, saw I mean, that's amazing. She, she saw it. She took a picture. She had to go through social media because she didn't have his cell phone or whatever. Um, I also do like, because this is a thing in hockey, I, I don't know. I do like that the first thing is that he was mad because um, some hockey fans might do that to be funny or to be obnoxious or to rub it in or to whatever. And so he was at first, he was like, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, oh, oh, wait, she was doing something. Po oh, oh, I went to a dermatologist. Oh, I see. I need to have this removed. You're telling me that a hockey fan is actually nice and considerate. It can happen. Yeah. Not very often. Not very often, but it can happen. That is truly uh, an amazing story. I mean, like, think about just a fan at a game. It, it, she wasn't at a meet and greeter. I mean, that's really amazing. Yeah. Um, I have another story that is quite amazing, Kevin, because okay. I'm in the world of uh, health and fitness. I'm a, a unapologetic meathead. And uh, Same. because of uh, TikTok and and uh, Instagram and whatnot, there, there's these people who just make a living putting up their videos of them like working out or or showing off their uh, with females a lot of times it's just them in like yoga pants and you're like wow look at that girl's ass and that's they have millions of followers they they, right. they are called influencers mm -hmm. reality is is they're just people with amazing bodies well this is a social media fitness influencer that really is positively influencing people because i will repeat to you this young lady is 82 years old Watch this woman. She's 82. First off, she looks amazing, like her posture and everything. You could tell she's right. older, but still. Check this out. 82-year-old woman. Planks with 90 pounds on. Little ab rollout action. 81, I'm sorry. Erica Rischko of Germany is inspiring millions with her viral workouts. The mother of two began exercising regularly in her mid-50s. 
Rishko exercises almost every day and most of the time with her husband, who is also 81. In 2020, she joined social media to share her workouts with her family. The routine quickly went viral on TikTok and Instagram. I'm really honored and humbled that your younger people are being inspired by me, Rishko said to Great Good Morning America. If I can change the stereotype of old people being boring or not being active, that makes me very happy. I couldn't do half of what she's doing right there. What she was doing is genuinely impressive and shows that she's in tremendous shape and very strong. I will say, not to poo-poo this, here we go. But the last clip where she's doing the planks and the reach outs. If I'm in Germany, I'm going to stay away from this motion. I'm just saying this one. <laughs> I'm... Listen, you can change up any exercise routine. Just a little. Maybe just a, just... She can go to the it's... side. I'm just saying like a German doing this is to me. <laughs> You're afraid that might be sending the wrong message? <laughs> it's sending the wrong message, that's all. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm going to continue with hockey. This is a little bit of an older story, but it makes me laugh every time I see it. And there's a lot to this story. They, uh, This is for the Penguins, and there was a young fan behind the bench at the Penguins in Pittsburgh. And um, hockey pucks are not as worthless as baseballs because baseballs they use about a thousand per game but hockey pucks you know they'll toss them out to the fans sometimes and you know oh i see somebody that's a little kid maybe he'd be very excited to get this so the head coach grabs a puck and throws it to the little kid now there's an old guy and there's a lot to unpack here and by old guy i mean he looks like he's in his 50s so you know he's like 30 years older than mike and i and so watch the puck throw to the kid and then old guy comes in from the side and literally steals food out of the kid's mouth come on dude watch this this is what happened earlier Bilesma, that was intended for the kid in the red but it was stolen I... but here comes okay, the hold treat Bilesma with a second all right hold up before we, before we move on pause pause okay okay can you if you could start that over courtney that would be great because the little kid has made contact with the coach. He knows that the coach is being nice and is throwing him a puck. And this is a beautiful moment. And then, oh, we got a little slow-mo. Then this guy comes in, nope, not for you. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna put it in my pocket and I'm gonna sit back down like nothing happened. And stares at the kid like, yes. (laughs) What do you think of that? Snagged it, you little brat. What are you going to do about it? You want something? You want some of this? Okay, I, I want to make clear for those of you who are listening on the audio only podcast. This wasn't. There was no confusion. Right. It wasn't like he just tossed it into a crowd. He was the coach was making direct eye contact with this kid who was right behind the glass and was clearly lobbing it to a child. And a guy came from outside of the frame of the camera and and like snagged it. Okay, and then literally pocketed it and sat down, didn't have another thought, probably flipped the kid off. He's just kind of we don't see that in the camera shot. (laughs) So then after that happens, um, the coach decides, all right, listen, this kid needs a little bit more attention. And it actually worked out a little bit better for the kid after that. Watch this. Stolen. But here comes the treat. Passes it to a uh, usher. Usher that's helping out. Get the kids. 
Gives the kid a plug. Yeah. Sidney Crosby jersey. Mascot comes out and gives him a Crosby jersey. Oh! How great is that? That's what I'm talking about. What a night. What a night. And maybe a penguin win. And then he gets high five all the players. And now he's standing there high fiving the players. Yeah. Whoa! Isn't that something? Yeah. And then they were talking about it. I don't know if you could have made that better. Is if Sidney Crosby came out of the game and punched that old man in the face for snagging. Just checked him. Just checked yeah. him out of the seat. Oh, is that, is, is that, that how you like to act? All right. What's this all about? <laughs> I can't imagine what's going through that, that dude's mind that stole it from the kid because it was, like Mike said, it was intended for that kid out of everybody in the entire arena. And there was no question about that from anybody there. And that, those are those are Penguins fans. So you know with every subsequent kind of movement to give the child something special. They're all like, yeah, you see that? You asshole. <laughs> you see that? You stole the puck. Look at Now he's getting a jersey. Now he gets to meet the players. You're a jerk. <laughs> an old balding jerk. Although, I mean, he really did add to the kid's experience. Yeah. Because he no, was a jerk. Blessing in then disguise. That, then, yes. And then that makes the coach and the team understand, oh, that dude is an a-hole. Let's make this right. And so then he got a lot more than Amber bargained for. Bravo to the Penguins. That was a good. That was a great story. Um, that's our great this, news. This next one is you do? okay. I just grabbed my guitar. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, this next one is really. This is a very beautiful, very simple. There's nothing. You know, no lives being saved, you know, no professional sports teams or something. But it was just something so simple that this man did that I think played out in such a beautiful way to show how little bits of kindness can go a long way. Um, everyone now has has surveillance cameras because of the pervasiveness of, of the ring camera. Uh, it used to be that it was very rare that you got like camera footage of what goes on in your front yard. But nowadays, right. everyone seems to have that. So this guy notices that in his front driveway, lots of people, especially children, will come and just play in his front yard. Um, not his own children, not people that he that live in this house. They just randomly walk by. And they... So I so, think a so lot of people... Does he run out and pepper spray them? He, he, you know, a lot of people would put up booby traps or signs or whatnot or have <laughs> let their, let their uh, you know destructive dog come and just murder them but this guy says uh okay well it seems like my driveway is the place to be this is how i'm gonna handle it check it out man received multiple alerts from his security camera so you see a little kid on his bike kind of cruising around the young boy kept cycling on his driveway so the owner decided to take action in an extraordinary way. He beat the kid up? Yeah. Every day the boy kept cycling the driveway, day after day. And one night the owner decided to deal with it. So there he is, out with a chalk outline, and he's making a racetrack. Really? And he turns his entire front yard into a, a racetrack with a little start sign that goes on the sidewalk and then it goes around the the entire driveway and the, the kid's kind of confused the first time the first time he sees it he's like all right well i guess and now he gets on the racetrack goes around it multiple times 
The guy says, you know what? My racetrack, it's kind of janky. So then he goes back, he puts some paint on it, he adds signs, he makes the track harder. Uh, It's really cool. Wow. I was able to get a nice little course course going for you. I used up more of the driveway. We have the back straight, assuming that the three-year-old can read, and slow, and then we turn, and then eyes up, because you know he's not looking, and down, (laughs) another little rumble, and then for the win, ching, ching, winner, winner, chicken dinner. So, yeah, I don't know who's having more fun with this, him or me. Every day the boy came back to ride the track. You can see he developed riding his bike a lot from this racetrack. Not just the little boy who enjoys the track. The sweet little girl with her little pink bike. A bunch of people oh, with their shoulders, dogs. All the neighbors. Yeah, there's adults on their bike. Both kids and adults seem to enjoy the course as word spread around the neighborhood. And the little guy will always remember what the kind neighbor did for him. That is amazing. Pretty cool, right? It's missing It's missing the end of the story where when you get to six feet short of the finish line, he releases his dogs. Yeah, no, there's a, also is- a moat with uh, live alligators, but I, they just didn't have time to put it in the story. Um, but I thought you look, I'll, I think a lot of people deal with random people going through their front yard. Not many people would handle it in such a cool way. And look at the yeah. effect that it had. The whole neighborhood enjoys it. And I thought, it, I thought that was really cool. There are a lot of people who are the, hey, kid, get off my lawn. Like, that's yeah. the ex- perfect example of a time to use that. And this guy went out and was, like, making the course better and making it better. And said he didn't know who was having more fun. He thinks he may have been. That's yeah. beautiful. That's a really, <laughs> yeah, I that's like that really... he started adding, like, signs and, like, stoplights. Right. And, um, you know, the moat with the, the grill the barbed wire that he had to go through. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That is a, a fantastic story. And that is our great news. And if you like it, I you think we both have one more story. Except for we both have one I more story. I know you're in a hurry, Kevin. But you listen, did you throw me off by picking up your guitar? I will take full credit. I, the, the, I, there's no one to blame except for me because I grabbed my guitar, which is the sign of outro. Right. There was no reason for me to do that. Does it take much to distract me? No. Did you ask that question? I did. Yeah. But it's rhetorical. You're like you're like <laughs> lingling the panda at the bear. Just like you know, all we need is a flashing light, like a little. <laughs> oh, what? How it? Huh? Something shiny. <laughs> um, my next story is about a university dropout who uh, ended up in prison. This is a guy who started um, a life of crime. Basically, he was stealing computers. They would see somebody sitting and working on their computer, and he would run by sometimes he would use a knife and just say hand me the computer and would take it and run off and um his name is mark watson and I there was bill a, gates because i that's also how microsoft was founded i don't know i if don't think it is yeah i don't think it is 
Um, so they were looking for him for a while because in 2008, a bunch of these robberies were happening in the same area. Uh, so he would grab the computers and at one point he got sent to prison for it in 2009. This is in New Brunswick. And he was only allowed out of his cell for two reasons. He could work out or he could go to school. He could better himself. So he started bettering himself. And after three years, he got out of prison and decided that that's the direction that he wanted to go. He wanted to get more education. So, and by the way, prison not notorious for pushing people in this direction. I mean, I know that there positive, are great, positive rehabilitation. Yeah, there the are great there. stories of people who turn their lives around while they're in prison, but I'm guessing it's not the majority of them. But this guy apparently spent uh, after the three years that he was in jail since his release, he has earned a community, community college diploma. All right. An engineering degree. A master's degree. Whoa. And, and is now working on his PhD in electrical engineering. Wow. His PhD. That's a guy who really, truly said, prison sucks. I do not want to be here. I'm going to change my life. A lot of people say that, but then they, they don't follow through or can't follow through or for whatever whatever reason. This guy just said, look, learning is the way I'm going to get out of that cycle and I am going to become a doctor and I'm going to do it in electric engineering. And that's the kind of spirit where you go, okay, not, that's somebody who was a dick and then decided, I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to, I want to better myself. I want to get an education and he is going to be a doctorate or have a doctorate degree. I don't know how to say that exactly, but he's going to be a doctorate degree. Electrical engineering, by the way. Yes. Yeah. That's like, that's like one of those things. There's, there's, there's a handful, not many, but there's one of those, those lines of, of study where it's like, you, you really, it's impossible to be dumb and do that. Right. Agreed. Because every, there's even, and I'm not knocking, you know, accountants or whatever, but you meet people who graduate from really good schools with, you know, a business degree or marketing degree, or even sometimes a law, they get through law school and you're like, how the fuck? No one in electrical engineering, you have to be, have it really going on up here. Yeah, agreed. So That's he amazing. got a four-year college degree and then he got a master's and now he's going for his PhD in electrical engineering, which is just, uh, I applaud that guy. That's great. I do That's too. A, That's a beautiful an amazing story. turnaround of a life. Yeah. And redemption is one of the more amazing experiences that humans can go through. And that that one is truly inspiring. That's awesome. Um, this next story, Kevin, our final story for the day. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I know okay. this may be controversial, but I'm going to tell you something. Cancer sucks. Yeah, that is. I understand a controversial statement, but cancer is no good. Right. Especially when you no, people- I, I think most people will agree on cancer is no good. Especially when you see a young person have to deal with just the tortures of cancer. Um, luckily, this young lady in this next story is in recovery and she's in remission. But um, she does a great job of telling this whole story herself. And I thought this was really, really uh, heartwarming. Check it out. So I'm crying. I'm, I'm at the mall and... I'm walking by this like kiosk. I'm, I'm Christmas shopping, 
and I have this hat on so you can't see that I'm bald and I walk by this hair straightener like kiosk thing the you know the guys over there try to sell their hair straighteners their products and you know one guy runs over to me because I'm just walking by they're trying to sell their shit and he's like do you you know do you use hair product do you use you know hair straighteners and I was like no I don't have hair and I was like I, I went through chemo treatments and I had cancer and he goes oh my god I'm so sorry he goes but did you beat it and I said yes and he goes here he takes one of these out these are worth like 150 bucks look at this and he gave me one for free so I was like oh my god are you sure like he was like yes he was like for when your hair grows back you can style it however you want and I was just like are you sure are you sure like and he was like yes it's all yours so if you were the guy at the Emerald Mall in Attleboro I, I I'm absolutely floored thank you I love you you made my day my week my year I burst out into tears as soon as I, I walked away as soon as you said it was okay it was I was speechless man if this gets to you whoever you are i i am so thankful thank you so much <laughs> normally there, it's your stories that make me cry but that one got me there yeah that was beautiful there is there's something about doing something for complete strangers hmm? i mean Listen, it's it's important to be kind to everybody. And sometimes family members are difficult or you have diff people at work that are difficult to deal with and and acts of kindness toward them might be difficult. But the, the I don't know you, I've never met you. I want to make your life better stories. I love because there's no expectation on that store employee at all right. to do anything. And those people uh, at those kiosks, you know, I, not to make it about finance or anything, but the people that work in those kiosks, um, most likely he's working on commission. I don't think that he just is, it has a great luxury to just be giving away those super expensive packages and stuff. So that, you know, he took that one on the chin just because he saw a girl. And for those of you who are listening on uh, audio only, she had to be 16. I mean, she was very yeah. young and, and very bald, clearly was recently dealing with her chemotherapy. Um, it's, it's, uh, it was heartwarming, man. I love that. I only had one thought. Um, wasn't she outside the ball when she was recording that video? So couldn't she have walked back in and said, Hey dude, thanks. Very good point. I don't know. Well, she did look, okay. That thing went super viral when she put it up and she's just a, like a normal teenage girl. She doesn't have like right. a lot of followers. It got picked up and it was because of how impassioned she was. Um, I, I assume to stick up for her, that's probably not easy. I mean, that would be difficult for a grown adult who has experience like dealing with people in, in social yeah. situations. Yeah, I think true. if you're a teenager who's just gone through cancer, you're you're probably like, I don't want to go cry in public. And so here's here's my way of, you know, I, I, I just imagine review. that's probably not I that's, that's probably review. not super easy. No, agree. I agree. You're right. You're totally right. That's um, wow. That was an amazing story. And I just love I just love that she went to a mall to do some Christmas shopping and ended up with that experience because one person said, even though I don't know you, I'd like to make your life better. Yeah, especially, 
you know, like the the little the little line. He's like, well, this is for when your hair grows back. You know, it's just like that's such a sweet thing to say to someone. You know, <clears throat> that's amazing. Be sure to oh, subscribe if you like this podcast. He's right. I'll restart. I'm, subscribe. I mean, we like, normally hit the bell. So- hit the bell notification thingy on YouTube so that you get alerted to every time Kevin and I put up a new episode, which is every Monday and Thursday. And here is the outro. You know what I'm talking about, bro. So say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. Kevin and Mike just gave you all the great news.